welcome to Swimming with Sharks. NFL, DFS Week 2. I'm your host, Mike Carls. Well, yes, <laughs> NFL Week 3, Swimming with Sharks, NFL Podcast Number 2. I'm your host, Mike Carls. I'm joined by Eric Robertson. It's a beautiful Thursday where it, rain, it rained all day here. Yep. We got hit by the hurt, like... We got hit by part of the hurricane. I mean, we had we technically did get hit by the hurricane, right. but obviously um, not as bad as those who were impacted. Obviously, praying for everyone's safety, and uh, and I know that uh, it's going to be a long road for a lot of those people. But right now we're sitting here, we're drinking some beers, we're watching some Browns versus Jets. My boy Isaiah Crowell is going off two touchdowns already. Um, how are you doing, Eric? I'm good. Uh, I'm really happy I moved last year and no longer live in North Carolina because I've seen pictures and videos where I lived and I probably would have lost my house. So very grateful that I uh, moved to here and I don't have to deal with things like hurricanes. Anymore. Yeah, you know, I hate Michigan like with a passion because of winter and I can't play golf all year round. But... Not the, dealing with that stuff. Is not it. dealing with natural disasters is definitely a perk. Yeah, like, absolutely. I mean, I, I deal with some snow, but at least, like, I have a house to shovel snow from, and it's not just gone. Yeah, we don't have any, uh, you know, snow hurricanes. Yeah, like, I was, I literally saw some videos of, like, some of the houses that were, like, 15 minutes from me, and, like, the water is up to the roof. Yeah, that's... So, I, I just assume, I haven't seen, like, the actual community I lived in, but I'm... Pretty confident my house has been absolutely screwed. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Um, but brighter news is we have another week of football. Um, even brighter news is last week we crushed. And it's a weird week, though. It was a weird week. Uh, quarterbacks went bananas. Except ours. Except ours. But we still cashed. But we cashed because my, what did I call it? Uh, I don't know what your actual terminology was, but my 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 hammerhead of the week, my hammerhead shark pick of the week was Juju Smith Schuster, and I said he would outscore Antonio Brown, and boy did he outscore crybaby Antonio Brown, scored thirty four DraftKings points at, at in, in my double up in my double ups at under ten percent owned. Juju slowly becoming one of my favorite players. By slowly, I mean he is my favorite player. <laughs> I probably will own a Juju jersey soon. Um, I don't remember what my call was. I know it was something with Kamara not doing well. Yeah, I think you said that Kamara would not. It would not pay off his price, which he did not. Yeah, no touchdowns. If Kamara doesn't score touchdowns, he's not paying off that tag ever. Nope. So. Uh, hopefully, if anyone got to listen to us, I so he got up super late because our producer was on a golf trip. Yeah. Um, but if anyone was able to listen to us, I hope you guys played Juju. I hope you guys played players we were talking about because McCaffrey had, had to have been like the easiest call ever last week, right? Yeah, well, at least I thought so. Well, he was only he was under twenty percent yeah. in my cash games. We're looking at cash games. He's here sitting here at seventeen percent. I don't know. The history that Felton's defense had, I just thought it was like a super obvious play. I thought he was going to be crazy chalked. And it just it was so wasn't. funny. I was laughing. We were literally sitting in my living room laughing, hysterical. Yeah. Because he just would catch like these like three yard passes, Especially five yard passes. At pass. the end of the game, uh, I forget how many yards he was sitting at, but like I remember it was something like, hey, he needs like 
nine yards on this drive to like the hundred yard DK bonus, which is obviously huge since he didn't score any touchdowns. And he taught like, I think the first four plays they ran were like three passes to him, all like six, seven yard passes just over and over. They're just pelting him with the ball. And I mean, it's not often you have a die store, you 31 draft chains points with zero touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like the rest of our lineup didn't do very well. No, I mean, our chalk plays did. James Conner, he, he he performed. Yeah, him and Coleman were okay. Coleman, did, Coleman, I mean, Coleman was more than okay. Coleman, 4X. Four How much was he last week? 5.3. Oh, I thought he was like 6 today. So, yeah, he did. Coleman Coleman did well. Um, um, we didn't do enough touchdowns was our issue. Like, I mean, Coleman did well. He didn't score any touchdowns. McCaffrey didn't score any touchdowns. Kittle, Demarius, Landry, Juju had one. Yeah. We had – we had one. We had in Connor stored one. We had two touchdowns out of all of our position players. Yeah, and we still catch because so. our guys just put up some monster catch and yardage numbers, and it did see there on DraftKings being full point PPR. Yep. So overall, uh, happy week for me, especially because I played really heavily and uh, <laughs> a little bit heavier than I should have, and I'm definitely heavier than you should have. Back at it again this week. <laughs> um. But maybe not as heavy. Percentage-wise, like maybe maybe a little more reasonable. We'll see. So um, I did before we get into this week. I did want to go over a couple things for some newer people to DraftKings. I just uh, told Eric about this too. Is if you are playing and you want to build up your your crowns, as they call it, to get free tickets and to level up your like level or your tier in DraftKings. You need to earn crowns, and what you can do is starting on sun, starting like Sunday after your lineup plays, you'll have an mission every single day. One mission that you can do under the missions tab, and if you sign up each and every day, each one's worth anywhere between 100 and 350 crowns. So, you know, I've been I've been cranking out crowns this month trying to get to platinum. So we'll see. Yeah, um, I kind of missed out on this a lot because I didn't know you could stack them. I thought you had to wait for one to be done, so I missed out on that, but definitely started to get the ball rolling on that. Um, I think that's going to be my goal for next month in October is I want to get the Platinum. Platinum is really cool. You get a bunch of free money if you get the Platinum. Like most days, the daily reward is just cash instead of like crowns and stuff like that. So, I mean – I'm going to be playing anyways. If I can take advantage of the system and then get into a tier where I can get some money, then, uh, yeah, definitely going to go for that next month. For sure. All right. So, I mean, let's we don't need to waste too much more time. Let's just get right into the games here. Okay. Uh, and, and the plays that we like. So, first game, we're going to start off with one of the big ones. Yeah. Uh, Saints at the Falcons. Uh, it's a 53.5 point uh, over-under. Atlanta is favored by three. Um. Eric, in this game, let's let's start on the Saints, the road team, the Saints here, who have been pretty pretty hot. well. First game they were hot. Last game they almost lost to the Browns, but their kicker Browns kicker missed like seven field goals and got cut. That was embarrassing. Um, also, yeah. So who do you like on the Saints this week? Well, Saints are obviously I love the Saints. But it's kind of weird because I don't know if you, like, really remember, like, back in the day, like, Saints used to have, like, four receivers. And it was, like, it was random almost. It felt like week to week which one would go off. And, I mean, they had 
multiple running backs involved. And this year it's like completely different. It's literally just like play Michael Thomas, play Alvin Kamara, play Drew Brees. And you don't have to worry about anything else. Is Michael Thomas, I think I looked it up. I think he's uh, caught 28 of 30 targets through two games, which is just absurd. Like keeps that up and be breaking the record for receptions. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit of a Kamara hater just because you know, I told this to you earlier. I'm like, you just hate Kamara. I'm I really sure do. you just you just dislike him because he has a nose ring. Dude, his career high in carries is 13. He said it this week. Yeah, I mean Jamal Charles is never a high touchback. But I'm just not paying these $9,500 price tag. I don't. I get it. He's insanely good. But like, it's just if you're gonna get less than 20 touches most week, I'm not paying 9,500 for you. There's gonna be weeks. Don't get me wrong. He's gonna store three touchdowns like he did week one. It's gonna suck. But I think the touchdown, uh, the touchdown rate is uh, normalized a little bit. Just so far in his career, it's like you know what I'm gonna play when I'm gonna play him when Mark Ingram's back and they he, they lower his price. Yeah, like because in certain spots, then you can attack Alvin Kamara. I know, and that was something I was looking into today. And um, a lot of people were talking that like they're gonna drop his price, and not as many people are gonna play him when Mark Ingram gets back. But like they shouldn't, because like Mark Ingram being gone hasn't really increased his role that much. Like as far as touches and opportunities and stuff, he's kind of just doing the same thing he was last year. So you're just going to get a discount. You're going to get the same player and I'll probably be all over him then. But until then, even in this matchup where McCaffrey caught like 14 passes or something last week, I'm going to be off Kamara, uh, Saints side. I'm going to be loading up on Michael Thomas and then uh, probably have some Drew Brees exposure too. He's not one of my favorite quarterbacks this week, but I do plan on playing quite a few lineups this week. So probably have some Brees in there. Yeah. For me, I'm sticking mostly to cash. I'll dabble a little bit into tournaments like I always do, but I play mostly cash right now. Um, I'm going to have Michael Thomas. Uh, the over-under is high. This is on, this is on turf. It's going to be a field, a field day for these receivers. Um, they have no other receivers. They have Ted Ginn, who has stone hands. Um, Ted Ginn's, believe, not playing this week, too. Oh, well, then, yeah, they don't have anyone. I mean, I guess I can't even say. I guess if you're in a large field GPP, you can throw in one of the other receivers, but good luck. I think um, Trey Cron, if you wanted to do that, I think Trey Cron Smith is a guy. Austin Carr played some last week, just look, did, did nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, but for cash, I'll be, you know, this week I'm going to, I'll be mostly, I'm going to be mostly your, the cash game guy over here. So for me, Michael Thomas, um, I'll go over to the Atlanta side. I don't know uh, what happened here, but uh, Matt, they're in a high total. They're too cheap. Yeah, they're too cheap. So Matt Ryan's 5.7. He's playing in a dome at home. Uh, He's far too cheap in this matchup. Uh, Tevin Coleman, he they did price him up because um, Devonta Freeman's not playing. I I still think it's a great matchup. I'm not sure if I'm going to be playing him because there are some value running backs, but I can't hate you if you do play him. And then Julio Jones, obviously, if he plays, he's been limited and he hasn't been practicing, but that's what Julio always does. They always do it. Yeah, Julio always does this. He's 79 that seems really cheap, especially because like Michael Thomas is a thousand dollars more than him, and I, you know, they both have like the same upside. I almost feel like they're starting the price Julio because they're just accepting the fact that he just doesn't score touchdowns. Yeah, I mean that's true, but he could also just score. He could also just yeah. have ten like, catches for. Don't get me wrong; he's way too cheap. Like he can literally. He's had a price without a touchdown. He's had a three hundred yard receiving game in his career. Like the guy's ceiling is. 
as high as any ceiling in fantasy you possibly mm-hmm. can have. And then I also like Calvin Ridley, three point seven rookie. He was the most. He was the most like um, out of college. He was like the most well-rounded and ready, like NFL ready, um, polished receiver. So he looked good last week. He scored a touchdown. Mohamed Sanu has been around forever. He's he's just a guy. Yeah. So I really do. I think Calvin really could definitely get involved in this high total game. Um, Austin Hoover sucks. Don't play him. <laughs> All right. So for my opinion on this side, I think Matt Ryan should be your cash game quarterback. He's horribly underpriced. There's some other guys you could play in cash, but Matt Ryan, uh, so far in my research this week, is definitely my favorite one. I agree with you. I think Coleman's a good play. I think they got him priced just high enough that he's not like you have to play him, but by all means, if you like him, he's a strong play. Um, Julio Jones, like I was just saying, he's just underpriced. Um, when I started looking at the slate this week, uh, I, I always work on building a cash game lineup first. And the first thing I saw was Matt Ryan and Julio Jones were horribly underpriced. And I was like, yeah, I'm playing both those guys in cash especially since those two positions have been killing the Saints so far this year. And uh, I kind of like some Ridley, too. Um, probably not going to go crazy with him. I don't think you should play him in cash. I do think he's a pretty good tournament play, though, possibly. Um, all right, listen, I, I get the Austin Hoopers disappointed every fantasy player in America for I don't know how many years he's been around. But I know last year he disappointed a lot of people. I'm not in love with him either. However, he is 2,900. It's really cheap and a really high total offense. And he's been actually getting some targets this year. Um, I can't blame someone if they really want to punt all the way down to Austin Hooper. I think it's okay. I can't wait till he goose eggs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't even know if I'm going to be playing him. I just think it's an okay play. I, I could end up on him. I'm not sure. Can't wait. All right. So that, that takes care of that game, I think. Um, we'll move on. Buffalo at the Vikings. Oh, the poor Buffalo Bills. Um, they they are starting Josh. Can I interrupt you for a minute? Um, what? Baker Mayfield's in the game. Oh, man. Baker's about to bring the Browns back because he's the man. I'm, like, almost half tempted to, like, pause and we'll do the podcast after because I just want to watch Baker Mayfield play. It's about halftime, so we'll just power through this. (laughs) So, uh, all right. You're not playing anyone on the Bills. Okay. Let's go to the Vikings. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, all in play. If you want to play them, sure. Like, I can't, like, throw them in there. Like, they're awesome. Um Dalvin Cook's injured. Uh, yeah, cramps my ass. Yeah, G. I guess it, I wouldn't play him in cash, but in a GPP, if you're playing multiple lineups, like you could throw him in there. I honestly still don't even know if I'd play him. I don't know. Latavius Murray's probably your, your GPP yeah, play. Um, I agree. I think, but really, to be honest, I think this game is just Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, and uh, Stephon Diggs. How many thousands of people would have to be in a GPP? For you to consider playing Bills players. <laughs> well, I'm half tempted to uh, bet $20 on the Bills because they're plus 1,000 underdogs. So if I bet $20, I'd win $200 um, if they just win the game. And it's the NFL, and literally any team can win any time. But, um, yeah. I'll no, be honest. I'm um, not playing any Bills. I'm just not going to play anyone in this game. Yeah. I'll, we could probably just cross this game out. It's probably going to be a blowout. It's going to be boring. All right. 
Um, Broncos at the Ravens, 44 and a half over under. Um, it's looks like it may rain in yeah, this game. Let's so, see it should. Uh, that, that's always a, always a thing to watch out for. Come closer to Sunday. You might want to make some changes if, depending on how the weather actually is looking on Sunday. Cause meteorologists are just fake people that have fake jobs. Hey, I didn't see Denver's game last night. I saw his Tlaib hurt. I think he is. I'm not sure. To be honest. I mean, I'm not really overly interested in Baltimore anyways, but if you were, that's a pretty relevant thing. So, um, I cash game wise, if I'm going to be the cash game guy over here, um, I'm not interested. I mean, I'm not really interested. Emmanuel Sanders is in play, but the Baltimore secondary is actually decent. I'm, I'm, I'm not playing any one endeavor. No, not, uh, I mean, I wouldn't go anywhere here in cash. Um, GPPs, I think there's some targets on Denver. Um, all right, Philip Lindsay, I don't think this is sustainable. I don't think it's going to keep going, but right now it is going. He's under 5K, so if you want to take a shot in GPP, I think it's fine. And the other guy who um, Mike's not too avid of a fan here uh, is Demarius Thomas, I think is a fine GPP play. Uh, Dude, Demarius Thomas basically has 40s duct taped to his hands the way he catches balls. All right. Because he doesn't catch them. Listen to the reasoning, though. Winning drive last week, I'm watching the game. They're trying to they're trying to score to win. First, yeah, he's wide open, wide open. Hits him right in the hands and he just drops it. Get four drops last game. The dude can't catch. There's I mean, no heart. Not catch soft. Not. He's a softy. All right, listen. He's fifty two hundred. The price is getting really cheap. He played like shit last week, exactly like you said. So what's that usually mean? That he's not he's like shit. No, not many people are going to be on him this week at all. And at the end of the day, the dude has 21 targets through two games. He's 5,200. I mean, you're my GPP. You're the G- you're slowly turning into the GPP guy. So I'm going to refer. I'm going to let people look listen to you for GPP plays. Um, don't I, don't get me wrong. Like, don't go crazy on Demarius Thomas. But if you're playing like a couple lineups, even. I definitely think he's worth a shot because the price is getting absurd. He might not be as yeah. good as he used to be, but he's better than fifty two hundred. Want to hear a call? Want to hear me? Want to hear a call right here? Oh, All right, guys, if you're playing GPP, Cortland Sutton's outscored Demarius Thomas. Is yep. that your call? That's my call. Cortland Sutton no, is going to outscore Demarius Thomas because Cortland Sutton is a better football player than Demarius no, Thomas I, at this I, point. I honestly don't have a problem if someone wants to take a shot in Sutton either. I like it's I weird. like Sutton. I almost picked him up in a. It's weird because I but I had the number one waiver, so I'm just waiting. It's weird because Sanders is the best receiver on their team, in my opinion. But when it comes as of right now, but Sutton's going to be the best. No, I'm saying like right now, I think Sanders is the best receiver on their team, but he's probably the only one of those three that I'm just not really that interested in this week. Baltimore's also favored by five and a half. Give me Denver in this game. I, Baltimore should not be favored. By that much to anyone. They no, suck. Not Joe Flacco playing yeah, yeah, no thank you. Hey, I want to mention... Give me Denver straight up probably in this game. We get on this team? Uh, are you playing anyone on the Ravens? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, me neither. Okay. Right. I want to backtrack real quick because we kind of stipped it. Um, Vikings defense is really expensive this week. However, if you have the money, they're the best defensive play. Like I don't see how you don't project them I mean, defenses are wildly 
inaccurate or inconsistent for points, but they would be the highest projected point total defense. Yeah, for sure. Anyone playing the Bills for the rest of the year, play their defense if you if you can. But they're always going to be the highest priced defense on DraftKings, probably. Unless it's a bad defense. Anytime a good defense plays the Bills, they'll be the highest one. Yeah. But even some mediocre defenses will probably get priced up to towards the top yeah. when they play the Bills. And they probably should. Yep. All right, next game. You want to take the, the, the this game? Yeah, I'll start here. Um, I actually have some interest in this game. Um, it's not a – I don't know where it ranks on the slate for totals, but after or the higher ones. Say after the 56 and the 53, I think it might be the Nets' highest. Um, I'll start with the Colts' side. All right, so, oh, so what game are we talking oh, about? Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, we got the Indianapolis Colts at the Philadelphia Eagles. Total of 47.5. The Eagles are 6.5-point favorites. Uh, the big news here in this game is that Carson Wentz will be starting first game since he tore his ACL last year. Um, I am going to start with the Colts side of the ball first, though. Um, Colts have been really strange this year. Uh, Andrew Lux actually played pretty decent, but they're not taking shots down the field like they used to. He's a new alarm right now. Yeah, I was looking into a lot of stuff with T.Y. Hilton. Like, his average depth of target and stuff is way down compared to what it used to be. Um, I mean, T.Y.'s still been getting it done. He's got a touchdown back-to-back weeks. Uh, he's been up in like the 70, 80 yard range. So he's not going nuts, but he's been playing well. But um, I do think as the year goes on, you're probably going to see Lux start to push the ball downfield a little bit as his arm starts getting back in shape. Um, Andrew looks really cheap. If you wanted to play him in a GPP or something. Yeah, he could easily score 20 points. Yeah, I mean, he, in a week. he's under six K. I mean, he could score 30. Yeah, I mean he has he has t- he has rushing touchdown ability yeah. every year. I mean he's built like Cam Newton. And yeah, he, like he's. I think it's, it's funny that Cam Newton has this label as being like this amazing athlete, which he is. Yeah. But if you go back and look at like the combine numbers for when they were getting all their tests and size and speed and everything, Andrew Luck's like the same. Like pretty much the same. I think he was like marginally below him, but yeah. like he just doesn't get viewed that way. Yeah, because he he looks like an ogre, <laughs> and he has a stupid neck beard. And well, he shaved it this year. He wants to look presentable for once. Good for um, him. But yeah, I mean, he's a he's a he's a super. I mean, he's still they're NFL players, but he's a super athlete, and he's he's not slow like a lot of other white boring quarterbacks. Yeah. So, anyways, I think if you want to take a shot on Luck or Ty Hilton and GPPs, I think those are fine plays. I'm gonna step away from the running backs, and the only guy I have interest in Tashier, and I have quite a bit of interest in Tashier is uh, I think Jack Doyle's your go-to um, lower price, but not like totally punting the position tight end. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand DraftKings pricing on Jack Doyle, to be honest. Um, he hasn't, uh, he's been getting the targets, but I think their pricing algorithm goes off the production mostly. And I mean, he hasn't gotten the end zone, hasn't quite gotten it done. Yeah. Ebron's vultured a couple t- touchdowns. Yeah, but hey, if, if you haven't looked into it, you might see Eric Ebron 100 cheaper and be like, oh, why wouldn't I just play the guy who scored touchdowns in two games straight? Um, Jack Doyle's been getting a lot more targets. He's been more involved in the offense. Uh, I don't have the exact number in front of me. He's playing a way higher percentage of snaps, running more routes. Like, Yeah, I'm pretty sure like Ebron's playing like 20-some percent of snaps. Yeah, like, it's just a sample size thing. Uh, there's no way with how much opportunity Doyle's getting that Ebron's a continue outperforming him. Yeah, I'll start with the Philly side. Um, JJ is probably not playing this week, so Clory Clements a lock button for me in cash. Um, 
I just don't see how you don't play him in cash. Yeah. Right. He's uh, he's look he looked good last week. I, I didn't know how to feel about him coming into the year, but I knew he was getting a lot of hype. First week, he didn't look very good. But last week watching him, he actually looked pretty solid. He scored a touchdown. So I like Corey Clement. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, he's he's seen eight receptions and or yeah, I think he's eight catches in the first two games. Yep. Um, he's definitely in play, and then in cash, and then um, other than, other than that, those are the two plays for on the Philly side in cash. Yeah, definitely agree. Um, I mean, you could play Zach Ertz, but I don't think so. Ertz is a good play. It's just too expensive. Yeah. Like in a cash game environment, I just don't want to spend 6.8K on my tight end. That's why I'll probably never play Gronk a single time this whole season in cash. Yeah, he's super expensive. But Carson Wentz did love him some Zach Ertz last year. Yeah, he did. But like in cash games, it's just so much easier to find a cheap Hear tight end. Hear my logic here. I'm not saying that you need to play him. But I just want to – like this would be my logic maybe in a GPP for playing Zach Ertz. Oh, yeah. Carson Wentz coming back off a, off a torn ACL – Probably going to be a little hesitant to get hit. So he's probably not going to sit in the pocket as long. And one of his first reads is going to be, let me just get it out to Zach Ertz in the middle of the field. I agree with the logic. And I actually think that's logic that kind of helps Adelar and Clement as well. I mean, Clement especially catching past that backfield dumped off. But even Adelar, I mean, he's not a guy who's really stretching the field. I mean, he, he gets a lot of short possession type routes. so Which is weird because... I mean, he used to be just like the deep threat guy. What was it? Week one, he had. Uh, I know he had eight catches, but it was some, like twenty like, yards. It, it was, was some stupid. really low yards. I think he got in the end zone and saved his day. Uh, pulling it up right here, he. I mean, he actually got up to eighty-eight yards. Or no, thirty-three. I was looking at week two. Yeah, I was looking at week two. I must say that he definitely did not have eighty. Yeah, he had eight catches at thirty-three yards. I mean, it got a little bit better last week. Could have been designed a little bit, but. I don't know. I think this Eagles game uh, with Colts, I think it could end up being pretty high story. You got pretty competent quarterbacks here. They got some weapons. Um, I definitely think this is a game you could look at for some plays. All right. Uh, all right. So we got the next game here. We got Bengals at Panthers. Um, Do you feel like this total should be a little higher? No. No, I, I think I think their defenses are pretty solid. I kind of and like, yeah, I know I think their defenses are pretty good. But in cash, um, you know, I didn't even think about it. Oh, he's kind of he's too expensive. Giovanni Bernard, he's at five point nine k. He's still a fine play. I mean, he's still a good play for sure. He's going to get tons of touches, but I mean, he's got to score. I mean, in cash, you want eighteen on him? Yeah. He could, get, he could get there. I don't know. I, I would play guys like um, Tevin Coleman. There's another running back that's around sits table. Get too late. Yeah, I think just Giovanni Bernard is he's not a. Th- I mean, yes, the end of last year he he got some work and he and he performed well, but to me it's just I guess he he is actually kind of he's kind of good. He's a solid playing cash. Yeah, Giovanni Bernard is a good play. Um, you know. You can always, if you want to play AJ Green, go ahead. Did you see I'm his not. price? What? AJ Green? Yeah. Yeah, seven and a half. Why? I don't know. It's cheap. He scored three touchdowns last week. He's averaging like 26 fantasy points a game this year. Yeah. He's probably definitely a good play. I, I actually like, well, I want, is there anyone? And then Tyler Boyd, 3.7K. He's the number two receiver on that team. 
Uh, he played good last week. Uh, he's really cheap. He only needs to score you 10 points to be a good play. So, Yeah, Tyler Boyd's my most interest here. He's going to be popular. Um, a lot of people are going to be on him. Uh, I was looking it up earlier, and Carolina has done a grand small sample size, only two games, but they've been pretty poor against number two receivers so far this year, so I think it's a good matchup for him. Coming off a good game, and at the end of the day, he's so cheap that he really doesn't have to do much to pay off, and he opens up a lot of salary for you elsewhere. Um, I'm, a, I'm with you. I think Gio is a fine play. Um, I could see myself maybe ending up on him. Why is AJ Green so cheap? I have no idea why AJ Green and Julio Jones are so cheap. What? Okay, that this is interesting. I mean, to be honest, I, I didn't look that deep into pricing before um, before this. That changes things. So, like, all right, last week, he's not getting the target monster, you'd assume. He's at eight and nine, which is a healthy amount, but it's not, like, getting pelted. But last week, I mean, the guy scored three touchdowns. And the week before that, he had six catches for 92 yards at touchdown. Yeah. He's playing fine. Yeah, I have no idea why they lowered his price. I'd have to look more into that. I'm going to have to do more research. There's got to be something weird. All right, this might sound weird saying about – a guy who just came off of a three touchdown game, but I don't feel like he has quite as much of a ceiling as guys like Julio, Michael Thomas. I don't know. I, th- I mean, he does. He's Michael, shown it. Well, I mean, Julio's got like legit 300 yard ability. And then Michael Thomas, his reception upside in full point PPR is just stupid. But yeah, I mean, he might not be as high as those guys, but. It's I mean, higher than seven and a half. Oh, okay. yeah. It's definitely higher than that. I think him and Julio are underpriced. I think they're both good plays. All right. Moving over to the Panthers side, Christian McCaffrey's always in play because the dude just catches pass in full point PPR. Um, he's like their number one target. Um, How do you feel about the price? 7.8. I mean, he's going to probably get eight catches. He's 1x already right there. Yeah. And then he's got to get. Out of after his, if he only gets eight catches, he somehow sneaks in the end zone and needs what, like 80 yards? Yeah, that's the big thing with him. He's got to get in the end zone. He hasn't been doing it. No, I mean, to be honest, yeah, he, he, with this price, you'd have to get in the end zone, but he's, he's due. He's due. He's yeah. due. I agree. Like, I, 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 I don't see any, that's eight catches might be low for the dude, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'm his catch His He's, he might lead the team. He's pro, he's going to lead the team in receptions. Yeah, like, so like, I, I honestly think eight like thinking that he's going to at least get eight catches is not crazy. That sounds crazy. No, yeah. no player you can project for eight. I think you can. Like I honestly think you can. As project long as Jam keeps looking his way, um, I'd have to look it up. I don't know what the reception record is for running back, but I'd have to think like he's got a pretty legitimate shot at it this year. Yeah, he's not going to catch 160 passes, which is what he's on pace for. No, but. Could he catch 110? Oh, he'll for 120. I don't see how he doesn't touch 100 passes. Yeah. I don't see how he no, doesn't. No, he doesn't. He has to. Unless he gets injured, of course. Especially no since injury. Olsen got hurt. Olsen being hurt is really pushing up the receptions on McCaffrey, I think. Dude, how does Cam Newton win games with this fucking team? <laughs> Looking at this roster, it's embarrassingly bad. Yeah, I mean, they had some injuries. DJ Moore, what the hell? They didn't get that Their wide up. receiving core is trash, shitty. Yeah. Their best it's receiver sucked. is Devin Funches, who he's, I love. He went to Michigan. Hey, he's cheap. He's 5K. <laughs> um, I love him because he went to Michigan. But to be honest, he's a glorified tight end. 
and he's he's super slow, and he only catches he like he's he's never gonna get a big play for you. He's a touchdown threat and like a ten yard catch guy. So like his up his upside is capped. What do you think about Cam? Sits K. I mean, there's be- there's better plays. I think I'm gonna play him in GPPs. Sure. I don't think you can in cash, but I think yeah. I don't think he's a cash play, but anytime you get Cam Newton for Sits K, I mean he he's got like he can randomly have 80 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. Oh, he has slate breaking ability. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So if there's a guy at Sits K who I think has the ability where he literally could break a slate. Yeah, I think it makes sense. By breaking a slate, we mean some dude who goes low owned or who goes low owned that just crushes, that just kills everyone. Yeah, like uh, I'm actually, I'm playing more lineups, different lineups than I normally do this week, and I think I'm probably gonna have Cam doing at least a couple of them. Are you going? What's up? Are you going overweight on Cam this week? Uh, I think he's projected. Uh, hold on, <laughs> let me pull it up. He's very low projected. Uh, what do they got him at? He's projected at 7% ownership as of right now. Um, I'll probably either be, I'll probably be right around there to be honest. I'm playing 20 lineups, so I'll probably have him on one or two, which would put me at five or 10%. So I guess, um, yeah, I'll probably be right around there. Maybe a little bit over. You should just go three, dude. I'm overweight. I don't know, man. There's some pretty good quarterback places. Can you, well, you need Cam to do well if you want to not uh, go 0 and 3 in yeah. our main in our main league. Let's not talk about seasonal. It's uh, not been good. Um, Eric was raging earlier that he's never going to play seasonal again. Yeah, because I'm going to be going into week three potentially not be able to play my first three round draft picks. I I had a uh, Le'Veon Bell, Joe Mixon, and now Ty Hilton decides he might not want to play this week. Oh. We mentioned T.Y. earlier. Keep an eye on it. There's a couple veterans that we're not practicing today. Um, from what I was looking into it, I don't think a lot of them are very big deals. The ones that we do think might not play, we've mentioned so far. All right, next game. You started off. All right, this is the big one. This is the game that, honestly, you probably shouldn't play a single lineup this week that doesn't have at least one player from this team. It's the San Francisco 49ers at the Kansas City Chiefs. 56-point total, which is just obnoxious. And Kansas City is a a 6.5-point favorite, which is actually pretty big in the NFL. But their defense is just so bad that I don't see how they've walked away with the game. I mean, last week they went up 21-0. It was still a game because their defense just could not stop anything. Um, We'll start with San Francisco's side. San Francisco is weird. Um, I think they're going to put up a lot of points here, but there's not a lot of plays that I actually like, which is kind of strange. Um, I don't agree. I, I'm pro- like I don't know if they'll make my main team, but I like a lot of these players. I don't. Like- I, I think Jimmy G at six and a half. I know he, he struggled last week. We mentioned him last week. He's a good. He's a good football player, and Kansas City's defense is terrible. Yeah, I like Jimmy G. Um, Matt Breda. Leads the league in rushing. Give him some respect. Um, he's 5.4K. He needs to score 15 points. Now, yeah, everyone fine. behind him sucks. Kansas City's defense sucks. Well, I was going to tell you, I, I do like Jimmy G. I do like Breda. The only other guy I like is Kittle. Yeah, I like Kittle. I also, I think a sneaky play, not in cash. This is not my cash game guy talking. But I think a really sneak, a good play would be Marcus Goodwin. 
He's 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 practiced this week. Yeah, five point five k. I mean, he's their number one receiver. He's he's gonna get t- he's gonna get tons of targets. So I don't think you should play Breed on cash either. To be honest, I feel like in, I, I I think you can. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It made me nervous. But he's right. he's too. He can get there. What what what? what he, he just needs a store. I don't even and know catch if he needs a passes. score. And for 15 points, I don't even know if he needs a score. Do you think um, a lot of people might be off of Kittle with how disappointing he was last week? Yeah, which I think is silly because talent-wise, he's great. He had a pass interference call in the end zone um, where he would have scored. He had another long throw where he he got um, where it was just a bad throw, so he didn't catch. Like he's getting open, and he's. He's one of the best tight ends in the league, talent-wise. Yeah. I um, Kittle and Jimmy G are definitely my most interest in here. I can see playing um, a Goodwin or maybe one of these other receivers just because you can get them fairly cheap. Um, shouldn't be too popular, and it's a massive total. Um, moving over to the Chiefs side, I feel like there's some safer plays, maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe not safer is the right word. But, uh, They're I at think, home for I the think, first time this year. Yeah, I think you know where the production's coming from a little bit more with them. Um, obviously, Mahomes is going to throw 80, Five million t- 80, touchdowns. 80 touchdowns. He's on pace for zero interceptions. He's going to break every record in the NFL. Yeah, no. But, <laughs> um, uh, wait, 7K. He's going to score 21 points. He's totally in play. Yeah, he's totally in play. Cash games, GPPs, everywhere. Yeah, I mean, you definitely, I think in GPPs, I think in cash you can definitely play them. I, the more and more I start looking at this game, the more and more I, I'm really just starting to believe this is the Kareem Hunt game. This is the game where they say, score your role. kind of feel the same way. I was going to bring this up to you. Um, all right, this game has a really high total, so they think a lot of points are going to be stored. What Vegas doesn't tell you is, I mean, I'm sure there's prop bets out there, but overall, game totals don't tell you specifically who they think are going to store the points. Well, they do. Right here. What? Yeah. Right. The line on the Chiefs is 31, 31 points. For, I'm for talking that. like individual players. Oh, individual players. No. Yeah. Individual players. Uh, Kareem Hunt is going to store and get more touches in the red zone and more receptions than he is through two games. There's no way they're going to slide it all over the field like this all year. If they do then they're going to be the best NFL offense ever because that's what they're doing this for Swedes. But if you think that passing game slows down, I don't think it means their whole offense slows down. No. I think it just means maybe you get some more rushing touchdowns out of Kareem Hunt. Um, maybe they ask Settle for an extra field goal here and they're not blowing the record well, books hopefully, out. Hopefully, because I own their kicker in, in seasonal or my stupid league slows kickers. Yeah, about that. Um, so we think Mahomes is a good play. Yep. I think um, Hunt's a good play. I think Tyree Kill's a good play. Yeah, Hunt's just way underpriced for his talent level. Now, it does make me a little bit nervous in cash. I, I still like him in cash. I got, I'm probably going to change my mind back and forth three times. Because part of me is like, all right, yeah, I do think the Chiefs passing attacks going to um, slow down. But, like, is it going to be at home against the San Francisco 49ers is the week that it starts slowing down? All it takes is Mahomes throw a couple picks and Andy Reid goes, okay, let's start running the ball a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. I mean, but honestly, and then we're getting to the receivers. If we don't, if it doesn't slow down, um, Tyree kills, 
and blow up like crazy. Um, Sammy Watkins actually looked good last week. Sammy Watkins looked really good last week. Um, a lot of people thought he was actually better last year than maybe the statistics. Um, I mean, he did score like, what, eight touchdowns last year? Well, yeah, but there's a lot of people who are saying that um, there's a lot of plays when Sammy Watkins was open last year and Dolph just wasn't getting through his reads as well. So, I mean, at 5.1, I think he's honestly a fine play in any format. Um, and then Kelsey, I won't no. I won't be doing there in cash. Too expensive. Um, if you want to take a GPP shot, pretty sure the guy who won the millionaire major had him last week. So I can't, I can't tell you it's a bad play. No, but I don't know if he goes back to back weeks, two touchdowns. Too no. many, too well, I mean, good play. I mean, he could, yeah. but I, I just think there's just, there's too many other players that could get touchdowns. But like we said, like I said, I think this game and the Falcons and Saints game, I think any lineup you play should have at least one player from each of those teams. Yeah. 100%. Like, even if you're stacking other games, I feel like you need to have someone in those games. There's going to be points stored. Sure. All right, next game we got the Giants at the Texans, 41.5 oh, point under. You missed some. Did I miss something? Yeah, we got Green Bay. Oh, look Red at Spurs. that. I'm just skipping shit. All right, <laughs> Green Bay at the Redskins. Um, well, This is a 45.5 point total. Green Bay is favored by three on the road. Um. I'll start here with the Green Bay side. Cash, um, I I don't like anyone. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, like I when when I'm looking at cash, like there's just better plays in these price ranges than these. The Packers running backs, Aaron Jones comes back this week, so not touching that backfield. Um, Devontae Adams is always cool. Like if you want to throw him in there, but I just think you can spend $100 less on AJ green or something. Like, I don't know. You don't have to play Adams. Um, Randall Cobb showed that he's just another dude and we shouldn't have got all excited last week for him. Uh, Jimmy Graham, he always has a chance to score, but he also has a chance to do nothing. I need him in seasonal this week. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, like, he, had, he always has the ability to score touchdowns, but if he doesn't score touchdowns, he sucks. So, I, no, I'm, I'm not playing the Green Bay Packers in cash. Are you playing anyone in GPPs? Um, no, I'm not really too excited about him, to be honest. Okay. Redskins, um, yeah, no, I'm out. Uh, this game just really doesn't excite me as a whole lot. And it's going to rain. It's not a decent total. Like, I honestly think there's, like, a chance these teams to store some decent points. But, like, I don't know where the production's coming from with either of these teams. No. I mean, Chris Thompson is overpriced. Yeah, horribly. And, like, going back to the Packers, like, is Devontae Adams the best receiver on the team? Yes. Is it possible that Allison Cobb or Adams should lead the team in receiving in any given week? Yeah. I don't even know which one of the three running backs on the depth chart to get the most touches. I mean, I just, if I was... Aaron Jones is a GPP deck. Yeah, if I was to play anyone in this game, um, like, highly exposed to, it'd probably just be like, even Aaron Rodgers, I can't justify the price. Jordan Reed, maybe. Yeah, I, this is just one of those games. I'm going to stick away from it. I like games where I can predict where I think the production's coming from. This just And just like game. last week... Like even if we miss this game and there's some good plays in this game, we you can we can just have better we can just have good plays in other games and still do fine. 
Yeah, I think that's a good thing. Um, you and me are kind of maybe a little guilty of it, especially the first week when the Saints were just going ballistic. And we didn't have any Saints in our cash game lineup. These guys are all out there putting up 40-point performances. And, like, we were, we were out to eat watching the games, and we were getting ready to leave, and we are like, yeah, we're screwed. And then, like, turns out, like, the afternoon plays turned kicked in, and someone put up some good numbers. Like, I remember Emmanuel Sanders had a huge game, and sure enough, I, I, I missed Tash barely because we were a little bit different lineups, obviously. But I think you end up making Tash with zero Saints, so. Yep. I did not have a single Saint, and I cashed week one. Don't build lineups afraid to miss a play in a game. Build lineups on the plays you like and the guys you think are going to perform. Yep. All right. Uh, so that game, we're, we're kind of skipping it. Next game, uh, I feel is kind of the same. <laughs> but we have the Oakland Raiders at the Miami Dolphins. Looks like it may rain. Who knows? We'll see. 44.5 point over under. Um, Miami is favored by 3.5. When I'm looking at the Oakland side here, uh, Jared Cook, I guess, is always an okay, like, cheap tight end play in cash if you want to. He's 4K, so if he scores you 12 points, like, cool. Uh, gets, you know, six catches for 60 yards, like, cool. You, you know, he, he did fine for you. Uh, other than that, Marshawn Lynch at 4.9 against Miami's D. I don't think that's terrible. He, you know, he scores 80 yards and a touchdown, a couple catches. Like, he's paid off the value. I mean, I'm probably not playing him, but, like, I don't see that he's a – I don't think he's a bad play. Yeah, we're obviously dealing with a little bit of sample size here, and that's always an issue. Um, Miami's defense overall has actually been pretty good this year. However, they are giving up the fifth most fantasy points of running back so far. So if you're going to attack them, that seems like a decent spot to do it. Um, the only guy on the Raiders other than that, I actually think if you're playing – uh, multiple items GP, which I'll stop saying that. I'll just say GPP. Now these guys are locks. Um, Amari Cooper's playable, I guess, at a 6.6. He's got huge upside. Like, even last year when he was just complete garbage the entire season, he still had those one or two games where he just absolutely blew up. So, I mean, he's got – an opportunity if you're in a large field event, you need some guys that you're trying to get crazy low owned. I think he's playable. Um, moving over to Miami, uh, at the quarterback position, I have no interest in Ryan Tannehill. Hey, I do want to say, sorry, I went to get some more uh, podcast drink. Tonight I'm drinking a uh, – see how we are featured on the Split Six Media. We probably should talk about what we drink. I am drinking a Pigeon Hill – no diggity hazy IPA, no, no dignity hazy IPA. So that means you should probably play Stefan Diggs this week. Um, I'm drinking uh, whatever leftover light beer Mike has in his garage from having parties. This, as if we're if we're looking at split six, this has some chubby kid on it, lifting up his Hawaiian shirt, and he has a tattoo of a heart that says "juicy" on it. And it is a um, IPA. It's a it's a nice hoppy beer. It pours out a beautiful color. All right, enough talking about Yeah, this. enough about beer. <laughs> uh, Kenyon Drake. But wait, no, I want to say, uh, last week, Ryan Tannehill actually looked pretty good. I'm just not going to play Ryan Tannehill. No, don't play <laughs> But I just, you know, we also like football. We just enjoy watching football. Ryan Tannehill, everyone gives him shit. But last week, I'm, he looked pretty good. I don't think I watched the Dolphins game. 
Yeah, well, he looked pretty good. All right, so Kenyon Drake, let's go. What you what you what you saying? At some point this year, Frank Gore just stopped being so annoying, right? Yeah, now he's, he, he he moved up to fourth on the all-time rushing list. They got him there. They got him Is there. Is he close to third? I don't know. Can you do Can I, let me Let me look it up while you All talk right. about your play. This is a good matchup for Teddy and Drake. Um, I think there's a lot of potential here if he can get the touches. That's kind of the issue. Um, Frank Gore has been eating enough of his workload that it's like – you can't really be overly confident in him, but I do truly think at some point the Kenyon Drake explosion game is going to happen, and when that game does happen, I feel like it's when he's going to take command of this offense again. At 5.6, I think it might be worth a shot um, trying to catch him before that happens and the price goes up. And then I think Kenny Stills, I mean, he's shown upside before. You can't trust him for consistent production, but it's there. But as far as cash games, I'm not playing anyone here. Those are just some GPP guys I think you can take a shot on. Yep. Um, Frank Gore is not going to ever make it to the third. Uh, he, Barry Sanders is number three. Oh. And, uh, he he's better than Barry Sanders, right? He's a le- he's 1,158 yards from passing him. You joke. But, like – I don't know if I'm not bet on Frank Gore ever quitting football at this point. Or no, did he say he's done after this year? Or I think he, so. He's only playing one year here and he's retiring. All right, so yeah, he's had no chance. So maybe now they got him his reward, so maybe they get his, get his ass out of there. I mean, you got to love, love him. Dude, the problem is that he's actually been decent. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kenyon Drake is awesome. Um, I think as the year goes on, I, I bet we're going to be playing a lot of Kenyon Drake later in the year. I do too. Yeah. I, I agree. We just see Frank Gore's old body breakdown. All right, let's move on. All right, so we now we get to talk about the Giants at the Texans. 41.5 point over under. Houston is favored by six at home against the Giants. Uh, let's start on the Giants side of the ball for cash. I like no one. Yeah, I don't blame you. Okay. <laughs> uh, Evan Ingram's playable. I wouldn't play him. For cash, I like no one. <laughs> All right. Um, on the Giants side of the ball. Yeah, I, I, I agree. So not much to talk about there. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. is literally in play every week in GPP, no matter who he's playing or what the weather is or where they're playing at. Yep. If you want to throw him in there, sure. Barkley, Barkley probably is in that conversation now too. He caught 13 passes last week. If he's gonna have that type of reception upside, then he's gonna always be in play as well. Okay. Texans side of the ball, uh, in cash. Um, they're at home and in the dome. If I'm thinking cash game, I'm trying to keep my mind on cash game here. Houston's defense, because. I've never seen an offensive line as bad as the Giants. What's Houston's D price at? Let me look that up. They are twenty eight hundred. They're cheap. They're cheap, so they're definitely, I think, in play. Um, I want to say, I really want to say Deshaun Watson because he dropped to six point one k and he just has huge upside. But I think he's not that good, actually. I, I'm going to say this game. I'm going to cross this game off. For cash, I wouldn't touch it. Yeah, for cash, I'm crossing this game off unless you want to throw in Houston's D. I will say, um, obviously, I kind of look around the industry, um, see who people think is going to be popular and stuff. I have seen some love for some people think the same to be like sneaky high story. 
I don't see the Giants being high scoring is my hard problem. Um, I do think that the Tetsons have massive upside if you want to go there in GPP. Sure. Like, I'm not going in there in cash, but, like, Will Fuller, DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson all have ridiculously high ceilings. Will Fuller is – so let me tell you. So, Will Fuller actually sucks at football, but Will Fuller does not suck at football when he plays with Deshaun Watson. Um, he had 28 points last week. He's priced at 6 oh, – 6K now. 5.9. Yeah, GPP only because that dude can literally go out there and score to get two for 18. I actually think he's a, like an elite GPP play though. Yeah, but he could, score, he could literally go out there and cash and get you two for 18 yards. Yeah, I feel like if you're in that price range, like you're playing Aguilar and cash and Will Fuller and GPP. Sure. Like around the same price point and like – One's totally suited for cash with the volume, and the other one's totally just got massive upside. I mean, you can't – You, I mean, Will Fuller has just went nuts every time he plays with Deshaun Watson. So maybe they just are the greatest quarterback-wide receiver duo ever, but I have a hard time believing it. I'm, I'm assuming that eventually defense are going to be like, oh, we should probably have a safety over top. Well, really, guy. I mean, the reason it happens is because – these yeah. plays break down with Deshaun Watson and like Will Fuller just seems like he has a knack for like being able to get lost in coverage on these broken down plays. And that's when it happens. So, I mean, like it's totally possible that maybe he's not the most consistent, like conventional, like run a slant, run out route. Like I'm going to hit you on the th- third step drop or whatever type receiver. But like maybe he's just a really, really elite receiver at like these broken down plays, just finding those holes in the coverage. Yeah. I am going to say I am making my stand here right now. DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the NFL. Oh, I don't agree with that. No. I. You know why? Because throughout his entire career, all he's played with is trash quarterbacks. And the Texans are trash this year. And he is putting up good, a good year again. Would you rather he play? He is so – Good. No matter the no matter the situation. Remember last year, we all think everyone everyone will say Antonio Brown's I, I, the best. No, I got I got a different guy. Okay. You think he'd rather play with Deshaun Watson or Eli Manning? I mean, I think he'd rather play with Deshaun Watson, but I'm saying laugh. It doesn't matter because last year Eli Manning, Eli Manning right now is better than the quarterbacks DeAndre Hopkins played with last year. Oh, last year, year, for sure. Watson got hurt, yeah. But but Hopkins still was the number one fantasy wide receiver last year. I think OBJ's good enough he'd put up numbers with any quarterback in the league, too. He's not right now with Eli. Well, it's a two-game sample. I I know, but I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying I I think that DeAndre Hopkins is quarterback-proof because he's such a good receiver. You know who I don't think is the best receiver in the NFL? And it makes me angry when people take the stand. Julio Jones. Yeah. He's not all around. He's one of the – he's, like, super good. He's good 2020. He's, like, the anti-Des Bryant. Yeah. Like, if you could combine him and Des Bryant, have <laughs> the best receiver ever. Yeah, pretty much. Des right. Bryant was only good in the red zone. Julio is only good not in the red zone. Yeah. So, but I, I do – dude, DeAndre Hopkins is so good. It's so it really is. Um, all right, let's go Tennessee Titans at the Jags. I don't play players against the Jags defense. Nope, so don't play anyone in Tennessee. Um, <laughs> There's no total out on this game, by the way, so um, you don't know uh, if, about Blaine Debert and Mariota, so keep an eye on that. Yeah, I, to be honest, in cash, you're not playing anyone. No, uh, Jags defense is actually a pretty elite player. Sure, Jags they are expensive, though. I'd play the Vikings before I'd play them. Yeah. 
Uh, on the Jags, Leonard Fournette, we got an update on him. Uh, his last I saw still up in there if he was in play. I think he was a limited participant in practice today, uh, which is Thursday. I'm not going to play him. Um, first game back, um, I want him to show me that he can make it through a game healthy before I would have any interest in any form of cash environment or even GPP. I'm not going to go there. All I do is hot takes on this show, because, and so far I'm 100% in my hot takes. D.D. Westbrook is the best receiver on the on the Jags. I don't care if Keelan Cole made some Odell Beckham-esque catch last Keelan week. Good. Yeah, but I think D.D. Westbrook's better. I mean, they're definitely the best, too. They're both better than Moncrief. Yeah. So, I, I think Moncrief's fine, too, though. I think they actually just have, like, a... I think they have a really good wide receiving core. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I think from here on till the end of the year, D.D. Westbrook eventually... Score like well at the end of the year we'll look back and go. D.D. Westbrook was the best receiver on that team. I mean, if you believe that, he's only four point six. He's playable, not in cash, obviously. No, no. But yeah. Play I played. I played him last week in GPP. You know what he did? Just was the highest scoring receiver on that team last week, despite Keelan Cole's one-handed catch. I thought Keelan had a huge game. He did. He had, are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure. Keelan had seven for one fifteen and a touchdown. D.D. had. Oh, had the no. Keelan was higher. All right, how much was Keelan? How much was he priced? Yeah. I have no idea. He scored ten more points. It wasn't that ridiculous. I, was, I just knew Keelan had a really big game, is all. But I think they're both fine plays in GPPs if you want to go there. Um, I don't think you really need to though. Moving on, right? You're not playing Austin Safarian Jenkins, are you? No. <laughs> okay. Then we'll move on. Uh, we got a few games left here. We have the Chargers at the Rams. Uh, 48 total. Rams are a touchdown favorite, which they should be because the Rams are awesome and just crush everyone these days, I feel like. Sean McVay is just... I was wrong. Keelan Cole was a better play last week. <laughs> Sean... By the end of the year, though, D.D. Westbrook <laughs> will be better. I promise you. Sean McVay is just a genius. There's no, no other way to say it. Um, you want to kick this one off? You want me to start? I got you. Right. You said 48 over under Rams, seven point favorites. Um, all right. So in cash, Philip Rivers is always in play. Uh, he's having a great year. He's 6K. He could easily score 18 plus points. 5.8. What? Yeah, he's 5.8. Really? <laughs> Did you not read it? Mine says six. No, he's definitely 5.8. Unless this is wrong. Let me check something else real quick. Because I actually was going to specifically make the comment that anytime he's under 6K, I'm fairly, yeah, he's 5'8". Why does mine say 6? He's 5'8", projected at 1%. Mine says 6 still. Like, I'm look, I literally you, just refreshed. I don't know. All right, whatever. Well, I'm not playing there either way. Okay, I like him in cash if you want to play him. You like him in cash against the Rams. Oh, I'm just playing the Rams. I'm, the podcast strengths are starting to get to me. I was no. Like, no way. Uh, I was going to make the comment that at under 6K and projected at 1% ownership, I actually think that you could take a shot at GPP. Don't play anyone on the on the, on the the Chargers in cash. Okay. Yeah, I mean, in cash games, like, I'm just avoiding the Rams in Jacksonville. Yeah. And I probably will all year unless they like miraculously just start sucking. I just don't see the necessity in cash games to take players against those teams. No. Okay. Yeah. That's my bad. The the beers are starting to flow. So, (laughs) all right. Uh, 
Let's go to the Rams side here. Um, God, Ty Gurley's expensive. Um, He's in play. Sure. Is he? EVPs? Yeah, I mean, guys, he scored 27 or more both weeks. Like, he, like, He's super good. Um, I'm not going to tell anyone not to play Ty Gurley. No, I mean, this is a high total. Um, All three receivers in play for you? Yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup's always a cash play just because he's reliable. Woods is cheap, too. Woods uh, has been getting a lot of targets this year. I don't, I don't know if you've looked. Yeah, I because Bobby, dude. <laughs> Bob Woods. Bob is – everyone disrespects dude. Bob Woods. Bob everyone Woods. Was, everyone was throwing him at the bottom of the heap. Bob and Woods. I was like, he's better than Cooper Cup. Bob Woods carried my fantasy team last year. Dude, I, get, I got so mad how disrespectful people were getting. Yeah. Called Cooper Cup a better football player. <laughs> Bob Woods is better than Cooper Cup. I agree. And he hasn't been terribly productive. He's at nine targets each game they've played, though. And I remember last week specifically, there was one play. It was a real, it would have been a really long touchdown, and Dolph missed him. Like, Woods got open. Dolph missed the throw. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think all three receivers are in play. Ty Gurley, if you ever, if you, if you want to pay, pay up and play. Pay for him, sure. If you're just going off price, Bob Woods is my favorite of the three receivers because it's a significant discount from Cooks. Sure, but Cooks always has that 80 yards on one play, pay off his value in one play kind of guy. Yeah, he does. But uh, I don't think for cash game purposes there's much in this game you're looking at. Okay. I think there's just a bunch of guys that are okay GPP GPP plays. So we'll move on to the next game. Which I don't think it's anyone excited because it has a total of 38. That would be the Chicago Bears at the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Cash game, Mike will start. Bears, Chicago's you can play their defense. Bears, you can play their defense. It's affordable, too. Yeah, sure. Play the Bears D. And then other than that, um, yeah, you're not, you're, you're not playing anyone in cash. In this game, no, no one. I agree in cash. Oh, I almost asked a dumb question. Wait, you can. How much does Allen Robinson cost? Six point eight, at least on mine. But you have different pricing than I do. What do I have pulled up? All right, I'm really confused. Maybe refresh your page. Yeah, I don't know. All right, it, it, I'm not I have any interest. I, I had him for some reason. My computer sent me fifty four hundred. <laughs> Even with Patrick Peterson, I was going to be interested at that price. But uh, Trey Burton's playable in cash. If you believe in Trey Burton. I don't believe in Trey Burton. I own him in seasonal, and I think he's a good talent. But I don't. I just, there's better options in cash. Don't play him. I will also mention another guy. Um, I think Jordan Howard's playable. The Arizona Cardinals have been the worst team in the NFL against running back so far this year. And coaching staff – is making comments that they wanted Jordan Howard more touches. I don't listen to coach speak. Well, yeah, I I mean, it's better than them saying they wanted Tariq Cohen more touches. I only listen to negative coach speak. I don't listen to anything positive any team has to say. Well, the thing is, is nope. he's you got, can't change my mind. He's got 37 Doesn't touches matter. last two weeks. No, I, not, forget the coach thing. He's slow. He's, he's 7,000, 7.3. No, he's 6,500. No, he's not. Your pricing is off. He's 6,500. I'm looking. I'm going to actually look. All right. He's 6,500. I will look it up right now. Because it. why is these pricings wrong? 
I don't know why the thing that we're looking at is different. Um, I can tell you he is $6,500 so because I'm looking at his price right now on DraftKings, he is listed at $6,500. He's playing against the worst defense in the entire What NFL. is happening to my computer right now? I don't know. It's showing me the wrong prices, so I, I don't know if I'm giving anyone any right information right now. Hold on. Let me take a quick look at this and make sure I... Now it's fixed. Oh, you had the the all games slate that includes like Thursday's games and all that and all that in there. So the price is weird. All right. Well, I'm glad that uh, this whole. I mean, all the plays are probably st- are still in play because we think they're good plays. Yeah, I mean, I've been looking no. at the pricing the whole time. So. Yeah, no one's. A lot of the prices are the same. But yeah. at, at 65, there's only a couple players that are different. Okay, at 6,500, I think Jordan Howard's in play. I don't know if I'm going to go there and cash. But no, I, I don't think he is, but you, right. can, you can play him if you want. I probably won't. You know who is stupid cheap, but I have zero confidence in their team's ability to use them? David Johnson. Is Allen Robinson really 5.4K? Yeah. Okay. Oh, because they were the they were the Monday game, so they weren't priced correctly. Allen Robinson's definitely in play. You like him oh, he's going to get Patrick That's Peterson. That's what I say. You like him even with Peterson? Yeah. That's probably a, a risk I don't want to take. I wouldn't go there in cash. Yeah, he's going to get Patrick Peterson. He's definitely playing GPP. Yeah. For sure. And I think David Johnson is too. I just can't trust him for cash because their offense is so inept. I mean, eventually they just – the reason why David Johnson has sucked so far this year is – they have a new coordinator, and the new coordinator is not running him out of the slot, of the slot and no. like on receiving routes and downfield. Um, and they're just running him right up the f- middle. Eventually, they got to fix that, right? Right. Like, I think last year, last week, he had 13 runs, 12 of them right right, right up the middle. Yeah, it's just horrible play it's calling. It's just terrible play calling because you get him out in get, space. You have to get him out in space. Let him run in some counters, misdirections. Runs to the outside. He's probably legitimately the second best like wide receiver on their team. They should be using him in the slot. Yeah, I mean he's yeah. really good out of the slot. He's he no legitimately he is the best second receiver on his team. Yeah, and they are not using him like that. It's just stupid. Yeah. So and, Fitzgerald, and, I, we got to see how his his. I, he cramped up or something like that. Yeah, he's a little limited practice. We'll see. I mean, it's hard. Keep an eye out for actives and actives on Sunday. Um, obviously, we do this podcast during the week. Some of these veterans set out practice for maintenance. Some set out because they're actually injured. None of these coaches tell us shit. So keep an eye out. You probably won't really have a better idea on injuries till the weekend. All right. That's another note that game. The last um, one. We go into the last 4 o'clock game, Dallas at Seattle. 41 and a half point over under. Seattle is favored by a point and a half. Once again, this is a game where I would take the bet Dallas. Yeah. I mean, I, I, by no means am I a Vegas expert, but from an amateur perspective, I Seattle's terrible. Um, I'm going to step over a little bit with Dallas. I'm going to talk about Dallas's defense first, because they're my favorite play on Dallas. On DraftKings, they're 2,200, which means they're basically free. I mean, they open up so much for lineup construction. They've had a really, really good pass rush so far this year, and the defense has actually looked pretty decent. And for anyone who's watched Seattle, 
Seattle's offensive line's terrible. They gave up like six sacks in the first half. Um, I don't think Seattle has like any talent on the roster at all except Russell Wilson. I'm going to be not all in on Dallas's defense, but I'm going to be over 50% owned in my GPP lineups on Dallas's defense. Um, the other guy on Dallas, well, that's not a guy, but the only other play on Dallas that I actually like is Ezekiel Elliott is not getting any love at all. Um, he hasn't had the blow up game yet. Seattle's defense actually has been kind of middle of the road statistically even, but Ezekiel Elliott's a good enough player that he could blow a 7.7 thousand tag um, away. He get one of his two touchdown 150 all purpose yard games. It's not impossible at any means. And because I do like Dallas's defense so much, I'm definitely going to have some lineups with Ezekiel Elliott in it just because it's always nice to have that correlation between your defense and your running back. Um, for people who are kind of new to NFL DFS and don't exactly know what I mean by that, like basically if your defense is playing really well, it probably means that the team's winning. If the team's winning, they're going to be running the ball a lot. And if they're running the ball a lot, it keeps defense off field. So whenever you can get a defense and a running back that you like that bo- the spots that both of them are in, it works really well hand in hand that the better the defense is playing, the better the running backs going to do. Now, sure, this can kind of blow up in your face if they store some points on you and they're throwing a lot. But I think stacking Zeke and Dallas's defense is a pretty good strategy in GPPs. I think you can play Dallas's D in cash. Yep. They're my favorite cash game play. Um, I am still looking into Zeke. I, I, I think he might be too risky for cash. I do too. But I think he might be like my juju last week. I don't know, man. He's like projected to be like literally like 5%. And the difference between him and Juju last week is Juju is cheap. He was like 6,300. I mean, yeah. Zeke's cheap, but 77 at less than at 5% ownership. If you play that in cash and it doesn't work out, like you're, cash, you're, you know. you're really sitting in a bad spot. Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, I mean, his line's beat up, but. God, his talent is just – I'm a big talent guy. He's so much better than that price tag. It's so yeah. it's so silly. I, I think he's a lock in GBPs. Like, you got to have him in a GBP lineup. I'm going to play him in a few. Because I think Dallas is going to win this game. I do too. And I think they're just going to be feeding Zeke the ball. Especially on the road. Teams like to run the ball, kind of keep things close on the road. Keep the fans out of it. Yep. I, I just, think I could, Zeke, I could see Zeke having a massive game here. Yeah. And good thing is, is I checked because when I started liking him, the first thing I do is check, like, all right, what's his projected ownership, all that like that. Like, I haven't seen a single person across draft chains, and I checked out quite a few different spots that has said anything about being on Zeke. Like, literally no one, nobody is on him. No someone, one. Someone who's going to win a massive tournament is going to have Zeke in their lineup. He's projected a 5% ownership, and no one is writing anything about him, and I like him. I like him, too. Um, did, did you, uh, I, I, I stepped away for a minute. Uh, I did not get into Seattle. You did not get into Seattle. No, I, was ta- I wanted to hit on talking about the correlation between defense and running backs. Okay. So on the Seattle side, in cash? Don't play anyone. No, thank you. And um, GPPs don't play anyone. I'd, yeah. go, I'd go so far as say, I would say cross Seattle off. Yeah, I mean, the one thing, and if you're going to play, like, a ton of lineups, like, I'm talking a ton of lineups, like, Russell Wilson, literally, 
ha- always has the ability to just go off by himself. I think you would literally have to be Matt setting in a 150 lineup event for me to play Russell Wilson. I'm just saying, like... No, I get it. I, I totally agree. But just, like, with other guys at his price and stuff, I would have to play an obnoxious amount of lineups to get there. But he does always have that in him. I will say that. Yeah, I mean, he always has 35, 40-point upside in him because he can run. If he rushes for a couple touchdowns and throws, like, he's there. So... But yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say play anyone. There's better plays yes. on this slate. So um, now we're through all the names. Yep. We have to do our um, hammerheads. Our hammerhead plays. I think you mentioned someone earlier. I don't remember who it was that you had said. My hammerhead was that that um, that Sutton. From the Denver oh, Broncos is going to outscore. So wait, are these Thomas. just our bold calls, or are these our hammerhead plays? Because we got a bold call, and then we have a hammerhead play, who's just like our sure thing lock, right? Yeah, I think so that's we have our, last week. Yeah, so our hammerhead is more of our lock. Okay, yeah, because that, that's what that's what it was last week. I was super in on, um, I was super in on Juju. That really paid off. So this week. Um, as my super all-in play, I don't do you, I don't know if who you're gonna take. Do you, Do you know anyone? I don't really know exactly. Okay. I'm, I'm looking over right. it right now. Here we go. I'm calling it right now. My super in my hammerhead play of the week. My boy won me a title last year. Kind of. He was part of it. Kareem the Dream, Krispy Kreme. Hunt. All right. As someone who played against you and lost you. When you had Todd Gurley on your roster, I don't think it's right to say he won you a title when Todd Gurley was on your roster. They both were part of it. <laughs> Gurley put up like 40 both weeks. Just in and Kareem Hunt put up like 20 each week. Whatever. All right. So if we're getting to mine, um, this is weird. I have like a bunch of guys that I have like quite a bit of confidence in, but no one that I'm like over the top, like if you don't play this guy, you're a complete idiot. But I will say that my hammerhead play um, of the week is going to be Michael Thomas because I think it's going to keep going. All right. um, I think Julio's probably a better play point for uh, point for dollar, but I don't see Michael Thomas in this streak. He's on stopping until – well, I don't see it stopping. I think he'll slow down once Mark Ingram gets back and he'll start running the ball a bit more. But until that happens, I think this week and next week they're still keep slinging it. If they are, he's ended the ball. This is a this is a this is actually a lot. Uh, no, I'm gonna keep it at Kareem the Dream. All right. I was gonna I was gonna change it to Zeke, but no, I actually this is my bold call. Your bold call. Yeah, okay, you, right. you can take it this. Yeah, time. I uh, I didn't want to use it for lock because I don't know if it's a lock, but my bold call this week is going to be that Zeke comes out and puts up 25 or more fantasy points. All right. So, um, and then my bold call is Cortland Sutton outscores Demarius Thomas this week in DraftKings points. <laughs> All right. You just made that that so you can make fun of me next week. If it I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Because I know it's true. Because Demarius Thomas, I used to love – Demarius Thomas was part of one of we'll my championships. Demarius Thomas was part of one of my championship teams in the past three years. I don't remember exactly which one. I think it was the first year I won. So I have a soft spot for Demarius Thomas. 
I think I think he just sucks now. And I think Corbin Sutton's just better. So that's my bull call. Alright. Um, and Zeke's sitting twenty-five. Zeke's in 25. All right, so we'll we'll see. Um, we did do our head-to-head last week. I smoked Eric. I don't remember what lineup I played against. I think I'm th- I'm three and one now against you. All right, if no, we we'll, include our golf. We'll start a football one. All right, so I'm one and zero against you in golf. Um, all right, all right. So, um, I think other than that, I think that's all we got. Yeah, I'm playing a bunch of cash this week. I'm probably playing. 80% cash. I'm playing a lot of, a lot more money than I should be because I'm buck wild right now. I'm feeling really confident in football, so I'm just going to let I'm going to keep the I'm riding the flame. So, don't do what I do, but that's what I'm doing. You're playing 20 person G, 20 entry GPP, right? It's your first yeah. time ever doing that. Yeah, I always do single entry or like three matches, play a few lineups, nothing crazy, but and I'm not playing any high stakes by any means, but because I want to start playing, um, I, I want to start playing more multi-entry over time. And uh, I'm just going to do a 20 max and I'm going to play a bunch of cash games and probably just do a 20 max, like the quarter jukebox or something that's like basically free to play because I'm just going to start working on um, build how to get 20 lineups going and kind of see how I have success and we'll see how it goes. And hopefully by the end of the season, I'm playing um, – some more 20 entry, a little higher states, and then who knows? Maybe uh, it's something big. Maybe I'll get up to 150 by the end of the year. There but we go. That's a lot of work. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that does it for us. The Browns just tied the football game up, so we're going to watch the fourth quarter here, see if the Browns can win their first game in two years. Hey, Baker Mayfield is a man, and he's going to start the rest of my bold call just changed. Baker Mayfield starts every single game the rest of the NFL season, granted injury. That's not a bull call because it's, <laughs> it's happening. All right. We love you. Make sure to follow us on Twitter because we forgot to mention this at SWSDFS. Also, make sure to email us at swimmingwithsharksdfs at gmail.com. We love you. Be back next week. Let's catch some sharks this week. Goodbye. <laughs>